Are you someone who's recently had to redefine or reassess where your life's heading due to an uncertain or strange sort of period? Or maybe you're someone who's really passionate about mental health and you're interested in keeping the conversation flowing, especially when it comes to men's mental health. Or perhaps the idea of body recovery is something you've heard being thrown around, but you're not really too sure what services or practices are actually available to you. If you gave a mental or physical nod of yes to any of these questions, then I'm so glad you're here because you're about to get answers to these and so much more in today's episode. Welcome to The Balance Theory, a podcast aimed at arming you with tools and tips so that you are well equipped to not only find, but own your own definition of balance. I'm your host, Erica, and thank you for joining me. Hey, balancers, and welcome back to another episode of The Balance Theory. I am recording this just having come back from a nice staycation in Bondi over the weekend. So my partner and I celebrated our five-year anniversary and... I guess my little thought of the week comes off the back of this weekend, which was super relaxing and just the perfect little reset. So one thing I tried to do over the weekend was where I could leave my phone at home. And I know for a lot of people, you know, there's all these things out there like a no phone Sunday challenge and whatever. And you know what, if you can do that, that's great. But I think for most of us, like being contactable or it could even be as simple as you've got your cards on your phone or maybe you run social media for a business account or whatever. I think sometimes it's a little bit unrealistic. So in light of that, what I try and do and what I would suggest all of you to do if you feel like a whole day detachment is a little bit too onerous, just leave it at home where you can and detach for those few hours where you can. So last night we went and grabbed a pizza and just sat on the grass and I just left my phone at home. Like there was absolutely no reason that I needed it there and then. Um, You know, if you're going down to the beach, you can just leave it in the car. If you don't need to be contacted or contact anyone, just try and find little pockets of time where you can do that because that will help you, I think, ongoingly detach. But that's just more a little FYI for anyone out there who wants a little bit of a tech detox and is a little bit daunted by the whole 24 hour thing like I am. Any suggestions, shoot me a DM and let me know. But that's my little tip of the week to reconnect with yourself and I guess the people around you. Alrighty, on to today's special guest. So today I've got on Tommy Kerr. So I met Tommy, we were at a sporting event. We were at one of the run day events and he was leading a meditation. And I was totally blown away by his story and progress and how he got to where he was. And I absolutely loved the meditation. And we've sort of kept in touch ever since. And we finally made some time to get him on the podcast. And I'm so excited that I did because a lot of the things we speak about today from how he bounced back from a really tough period in his life. And I guess the tools and habits he ingrained in that period and how that's helped him to date now was really interesting. Tommy has since opened up his own wellness space, which is beautiful and has a range of services, which we speak a little bit about on the podcast. But within that, we talk about what actually is wellness. And a lot of the side things he's involved in are really about embracing mental health and keeping the conversation flowing, especially when it comes to men. Another thing Tommy's engaged in is a Wim Hof retreat. So if anyone who hasn't heard about Wim Hof, it is a particular breathing technique that involves a cold immersion. So Tommy talks a little bit about that. And if you're sitting there thinking, I absolutely hate the cold, well, you should tune in especially more to this segment because there's a reason that if you hate the cold, you'd probably stand to get a little bit more out of the experience than someone who 
isn't as phased by it. We also talk about why everyone can meditate and then we do a deep dive into recovery. So all the questions you might have, what's better, cot or hold therapy? Is a traditional sauna better than an infrared sauna? What is a float, etc. And he also shares with me a really awesome hack. Well, I think it's like a bit of a life hack. A recovery technique that takes one hour that equates to four hours of napping. That is life-changing if you ask me. So if anyone tries it out, let me know before I get down and try it out myself. Stay tuned for that. That tip is right at the end. I hope you guys get as much out of this podcast as I did. And of course, as always, feel free to share this with a friend or family member who you think will also enjoy it. Let's get straight into it. (laughs) Tommy, welcome to the Balance Theory Podcast. It's nice to finally have you on and have a chat about, I guess, your wellness journey, what you're up to these days and get to know a bit more about your story. Yeah, and thank you for having me on. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to to get into this and to you know, some talk some hard questions. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I'll keep you on your toes today. But um, let's let's ease into it. Why don't we talk a little bit about how you got into the wellness space? So let's talk about your story. Yeah, yeah. So originally, I was in the fitness industry, um, and that was after a, a very short career in rugby league. Um, I had a really serious knee injury which um, halted my progression um, as a uh, NRL aspiring player and I guess with that as a result I shifted through a couple of different career paths and was just always yearning for I guess um, to find my purpose and you know, with losing that career, I kind of lost my identity a little bit and led to me snowballing poor, you know, lifestyle choices and things that, you know, I, I knew weren't for my highest good. But, you know, you're a young kid in your 20s and to have something taken away from you that you've kind of identified yourself as all your life, yeah. um, it's a shock. You know, it's a shock to the to the system. It's a shock to your, your own sense of identity. So as a result, I ended up, getting into the wellness industry off the back of um, some past mistakes that, you know, I made through poor error, you know, in, in judgment and choices. And I had a lot, lot of time to, you know, reflect and, and, you know, sit into an understanding of who I was and who I wanted to be. But yeah, I, I really did have an opportunity through an unfortunate event to, to kind of grow and, to go inward and to do that inner work. Mm-hmm. I really was passionate about, you know, helping people. And I, I saw a lot of people suffering in the position that I was in at the time. And yeah, I guess that all kind of led to me entering this space of, of wellness. And it's such a broad word or term to use, you know, and it can be described as m- making yourself feel better or choosing better lifestyle choices and I guess biohacking is another word that that people use in in this field as well and you know to be able to use you know the latest most innovative services to heal the body to work on a more cellular level and I guess yeah that that all said you know so you know journey from a rugby league career into into fitness and then I guess when I did uh have that time of rehabilitation when I when I got out that was you know the driving force behind you know wanting to help people and off the back of what I created uh, within my business now I was able to really get into establishing community groups so making meditation mainstream was one um, that you know we launched in Cronulla just after maybe like six months after I launched Liqueur so you know just ways of you know working on people's 
mental health and just to be there for them and to create that community in a place in an environment that they feel safe in and can open up and share and be vulnerable so yeah i mean a number of different reasons led me to exploring more avenues and it's forever growing i ended up kind of shifting more down alternative resources in terms of um, sports recovery which is a you know, a main aspect of, of the wellness um, space that we've created and the education's getting out there behind some of these services and treatments that we do offer down at the QR. And yeah, it's kind of, I feel like it's, it's been a kind of mission of mine to get that information out there and, and the benefits of things like cold therapy and infrared and, and flotation. So basically how I journeyed into the wellness industry. Love uh, it. But there's so many branches, you know, that are coming off that at the moment. Yeah. For sure. And um, I do definitely want to get into LaCure a bit more specifically and what you do there. But before we jump on over, can we talk a little bit about, so back when you were doing the inner work and I guess you were redefining who you were having, you know, left your injury in the past and that career that you thought you were attached to. Did you have any like habits during that period or things that you did that really helped that purpose come to light? Like, for example, did you find you began to journal or meditate or do breath work? Like what are the things that really helped you align and find that purpose? Cause I think there could be a lot of people listening that might feel exactly how you were a few years ago. You know, they think, well, I thought this is the path I was going on and, you know, things happen, 2020 happens or, you know, the economy, mm. people lose their jobs, whatnot, and people may be in a similar position. So I'm just curious if you have any, Anything you can now reflect on and say that really helped you during that period? Yeah, definitely. So just not having any distractions so it was a key thing for me. And I mean, to, to shine a bit more light of this situation, I um, spent a, a period of time in prison after a quite severe accident that I was um, at the center of. And I was very fortunate that the the people involved weren't too badly injured, so to speak. There were definitely some injuries, but um, it's the kind of thing that it, it really did capture the media's attention. And, you know, for one reason or another, it led to the result that I got. And, um, you know, I've got to be culpable and accept that decision for what it was. Um, it was a really amazing transformation that I... I guess from that experience that helped me grow on a personal level when I was away um, from my family and friends and, you know, pretty much just walked in there with the shirt off my, on my back, which eventually got changed for a green shirt. Um, <laughs> I had, you know, no other option, but to accept, come to a place of acceptance and, you know, take responsibility for what happened. And I guess, yeah. So when I did enter that environment, I, I pretty much, had no choice like jail is what you make it you can sit there and waste your time or you can i guess you know use it as an advantage to start the process of healing to really filter out some of the emotions that i guess we we all store from you know trauma and you know past experiences and and things like that so the breath work was a really key attribute that I did use inside as well. Is that something you took in there with you? So it was something you were aware of before or you sort of just tried and tested these things as you had no distractions and the time to do it? I, I definitely was exploring this, um, this world a few years before the accident happened, but it was never consistent enough. Mm. I guess I was still trying to figure out 
you know, certain things that, that you know, there, there are many different forms of, of meditation. There's forms of breathing techniques and there, there, there's a lot of things associated with spirituality that, you know, a lot of it can be confusing to people and, and in some ways manipulative as well. I did have an understanding and I was in certain ways practicing it, but it wasn't until I went in that I did really, you know, have to go inward. And, and, and a lot of that was just keeping a positive mindset as well, being able to use certain techniques that would quickly, I guess, realign me and my thoughts at that time before it, you know, took over me completely and just snowballed into something that, you know, is, is playing and sitting on your mind and it's, it's creating a lot of, you know, negative attachments and feelings um, of anxiety and stress, that kind of thing. So yeah, I did have some tools to use inside. Uh, even today, like I, I've got a different um, view on meditation and how I personally meditate. I guess, you know, those techniques are some of the things I was using um, while I was, you know, going through that journey myself. And then, yeah, you know, using things like positive psychology and, and you know, things that I was, I was learning through reading different books. And I was always trying to keep my, my mind quite active in the most positive way, you know, through exercise and reading and, and things like that. So, you know, my advice definitely to people that, you know, experience huge life changes in their life. It is difficult sometimes when, and this has only just happened to me recently again, you know, so this is a constant thing we're always working at. It's always mm -hmm. things that are, you know, progressive and we, like we aren't given a map. It's a lot like balance. It's always something you're working at. You never get there. So like you're yeah. you know, finding your purpose or aligning yourself. It's something you're constantly like just working at. It's an ongoing project. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, some things that life throws at us, we, we're not given a manual to, to direct us through. And, you know, when there's love and emotion and there's, there's other feelings that are um, at the forefront of these, sometimes it's not until later on that we reflect back on it and think, well, I could have handled that differently. Or, you know, I think um, to always have that understanding that, you know, we are human as well. And just allow yourself to to feel into pain, into into emotion. So if you want to cry, cry. If you want to scream, go and scream. Like we 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 store a lot of our emotions in the sub that filter from our from our subconscious into our diaphragm, into our stomach. You know, so we store a lot of tension and emotions through there. So you know, this is one practice that I I did utilize and use inside. And a lot of the times, you know, I would have these kind of you know, rebirthing kind of experiences where I was just releasing a lot, you know, a lot of you know, negative energy and a lot of negative emotion, a lot of pain and a lot of trauma. So I, I guess, you know, to understand the benefits of what breathing techniques can do. And as I said to you, like, I'm still learning. I just went through a, a bit of a hard time last month in December for one way or another. I just fell away from doing some of the things that I knew were we're going to actually benefit and help me to release these patterns. But, you know, it was a case where there was deep love and emotion and connection involved. So it, it was a hard time, but it's, as I said, like everything's a process and, you know, yeah. we're working as humans to, to always best navigate through certain situations. But then again, you know, and it is very much about a support network having around you as well and, and being around the right influences and the right people you know that are going to realign you to to the things that are, are going to be best for you
for sure. Um, although, and thank you for sharing. Obviously, I know it's um, a very personal story, the things you've just shared, even after what's happened. Um, but I think it also serves as a nice reminder that, you know, you can have your habits and your rituals and your day routine, your morning routine, perfect. And then, you know, life happens and it's just about giving yourself the time and space to just get back on track and, and acknowledging that, you know, sometimes you will veer off course, but eventually you'll mm. get there. And I, I definitely think what you just said, the way you interact with your mind and your support network, which are two of our key pillars as well, you know, your health mm. and your relationships are things you can always fall back on no matter what life throws at you. So I love kind of everything you've said there and it aligns really well with our message too. Before we do move on though, I do want to ask you, um, and based off like your clientele at La Cure as well, how do you yep. find, um, cause I do feel like, you know, when we talk about mental health, when we speak about it with, in, in respect to men, it is less commonly spoken about. I think now the times are changing a little, but over the last five years, it, it has been less spoken about like male emotional health. Um, how do you find talking about meditation and feelings and all those things with your clients? Do you find that you have quite a large male base? Do you feel like it's picked up of recent? And, and what are your thoughts, I guess, on why it is less spoken about in that space? I think there is a lot of key issues that are surrounding, you know, men's vulnerability and ability to... I guess, um, show their emotions. I, I, it's, it's very much aligned with guys, you know, feeling like it's a weakness to do yeah. so. So I guess, um, you know, the more and more people that come out and share their stories and talk about, you know, how they've rebounded through certain situations that are very serious and, you know, they've pulled themselves out of um, really dark times, I think these things need to be shared more and more. And I, I'm currently an ambassador at Lululemon and we, we've actually been, I've been associated and, and a part of a, a men's community group, which we call The Huddle. And a lot of these guys have really inspiring stories through um, being leaders in their community. And, and a lot of this is, is driven around mental health and creating awareness for it. So it doesn't have to really necessarily linked back to meditation practices by any means but it is about because a lot you know a, a lot of other people that have you know you know religious beliefs and you know a lot of other people might not have any beliefs kind of thing so what we've created at Medi making meditation mainstream is something that's very neutral for everybody and it's not driven around spirituality it's not driven around religious beliefs it's really just about taking time to reflect and be still and we do it by the ocean so it's around nature it's a very peaceful calming setting one of the best things that we've created down at making meditation is it's as i said it's, it's very neutral and non-biased in that situation you know it's, it's all about being around community and, and helping others we really need to continue for all of us you know sharing and talking and, and creating the conversation about you know mental health and 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 just vulnerability is, is one of the key words I use. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like, a, not the only reason, one of the big reasons I wanted to get you on because I know you're such a big advocate for mental health and being, you know, a strong man, I think it is a nice message to share and for other people to share in and listen to. Um, although I think it is a bit ironic because when I, for example, see um, anyone and even a man, you know, embracing the vulnerabilities, owning them and working through them to me, that is, 
such a strong thing to do, whether you are a man or a woman. So it's almost, mm. uh, it's almost funny that people think that that's a weakness when I think that could only bolster and make someone stronger. So I definitely agree. We've got to keep the conversation flowing and, and just be open to, you know, people's ups and downs. So love the yeah. message, love your work. And, you know, I hope it keeps growing at the speed it has been. Just a quick word from the sponsor of today's podcast. If you haven't paid any attention to the quality of your gym accessories or feel like the ones you have kill your vibe just a little, then this is for you. ESFit is a brand I've co-founded with my best friend to bring all fitness lovers the confidence to sweat in style. I'm talking considered luxe fitness accessories, ranging from cotton bands that don't roll or dig to full-size sweat towels that cover you from head to toe and actually don't take up all the space in your bag. The list goes on, but you can check it all out for yourself at esfit.com.au or on Instagram at esfit, double underscore. And for all my beautiful balances, we're offering $15 off at the checkout when you use the code BALANCE. So for anyone listening, I guess, who may want to see what your meditation groups are all about like where can they kind of find you even to do some breath work like what are sort of the things you're running at the moment whether in sydney or online that people can get involved in yeah so last year um i linked up with a wim hof uh instructor love wim hof so good yeah do it outdoors with the ice baths all of it he's a freak of nature yeah (laughs) um And uh, yeah, so I partnered up with her and we established a few retreats last year during COVID. So um, my business was shut for over eight weeks. And during that time, I managed to get down to the Snowy Mountains and her and I did a um, 48 hour, I wouldn't say that whole 48 hours was cold exposure, but you know, we, we actually did the Mount Kosciuszko hike in our shorts. Um, I actually just got like goosebumps just thinking about that. <laughs> we also did the cold exposure in the Threadbow River, which was as close to zero as you can get and camped overnight in the snow. So during that time, it was, it was a really big mindset challenge. And this is something that um, off the back of that, we're able to establish three retreats with her and also um, a few private expeditions down there. Um, And it's an amazing transformational experience. It is all about mindset, growth, talk about the science of Wim Hof as well um, on a physiological level and also an emotional and mental level, which there there are many benefits to to what not only the the breath work entails, but also um, doing the cold therapy and the, the, just the commitment of it. So they're the three pillars that we work off with, with the Wim Hof experience. But, and you know, it's, it is about opening up. It is about sharing and being vulnerable too. So, and that's just a couple day retreat, is it? Yeah, it's usually a three day retreat, um, yeah. but I also do run private expeditions down there, which, you know, can be from 24 to 48 hours. So that's one thing definitely this year. And before you tell me about the next thing, um, for anyone listening who hates the cold, would this be even <laughs> better for them because it's an even better mindset rejig? <laughs> well, definitely. People just, get, people just get turned off, you know, like they wouldn't even consider it because it's, you know, an ice bath or a cold immersion, stuff like that. But when you think about the fact that it's to strengthen your mind, I think if you have a particular hatred towards a cold or you can't stand it, I think you'll probably stand to get way more out of it as well. Right? Yeah, definitely. And, and it is about, you know, taking yourself out of your comfort zone. 
or comfortable with being uncomfortable. So I guess that is there, you know, a huge thing that people have massive shifts in their mindset and, and, and I guess capabilities, you know, I think a lot of people have put restrictions or put uh, imposed ideas in their head that they can't do something when it is very possible. It's just about taking yourself out of that comfort zone and, really just getting after it and you'd be surprised how many people that do hate the cold come down and they've got a new um, respect for it. With the meditation, obviously making meditation mainstream is running in, I'm pretty sure it's, well, there's 12 locations I think at the moment. The one that I was, I've been associated with is in Cronulla Beach. It's run at Wanda Beach and it's 6.30 a.m. every Saturday morning. So that, that is, that is one avenue. It's, it's, it's really not a, there's no perfect way or imperfect way to meditate, you know, simply just sitting there and, and listening to the sounds crashing, sitting there, just taking your, your mind away from your thoughts into your breathing, just the rise and fall of the chest or the stomach. So it's, it's really, when people say they can't meditate, everyone can meditate. It's just a matter of whether or not you're willing to, when the thoughts do come, you know, just redirecting it internally or, you know, using your senses to kind of shift the focus away. Yeah. Um, do you think that like with meditation, like no matter how quote good you are at it, like there will be, there will be times you sit down and you'll be more restless and it's still the act of sitting there and paying attention that that, that in itself is a meditation experience rather than, you know, I've sat here and I still have thoughts, therefore I haven't meditated. Like you can still have the experience of just tuning into yourself, even if you have thoughts. Because sometimes I think like if my head's still busy, like what's the point I'm, you know, is this even doing anything? But then I think over time I've learned that there will still be days like that. Like, do you still have days like that where you feel like it's still noisy? Yeah, of course. It's, I guess the meditator's language is the monkey mind and it can mm. never be shut off. Just like we can't kill our ego. It's just about managing it and maintaining it to a sense that it doesn't override us or we're not being, you know, led into creating things in our minds about situations or things that are, you know, might be happening in our life. Like it is all about being present. It's not about dwelling on the past or looking too forward in the future. It's just what we do in the moment creates the future. So, and what's already happened has happened and we can't change that. So as I said, our minds are going to always be there. There's no way we can not think of anything. It's more about realigning to thinking of maybe one thing or we, we, we can't shut our minds off. You know, yeah. it's, it's like you it said, it's the management, not a, correction or like exactly cut off. yeah before i let you go and i mean i know we've spoken a lot about mental health today i know that's something you're super passionate about and one of the big reasons i got you on um, the podcast today um, but i also know your space liqueur is big on recovery so that's more like physical yep. health and that's something i'm personally yep. very interested in very passionate about myself so um, maybe before I let you go, can you just share your biggest recovery tips just through your experience or I guess what Liqueur is doing? Yep, of course. So Liqueur is a overall wellness center, which comprises of sports recovery and beauty services. So basically we generate uh, treatments such as cryotherapy, infrared saunas, uh, flotations, compressions. We do IVs and all sorts of beauty. So my three tips on recovery, I would say with our cryotherapy machine, I think there's a lot of confusion about, especially trainers and when they should do 
the cryo treatment um, post-strain sessions. Can you explain um, what cryotherapy is in case anyone listening isn't sure? Yeah, so cryotherapy, it is a huge tank or a cabin and it circulates nitrogen gas to temperatures in the high range of sub-zero, let's just say. So it is a dry temp, so it doesn't touch the skin, it circulates around the body. So it is essentially a format of cold therapy or cold treatment. Uh, it's great for reducing inflammation in the body. It's, it's great for you know, increasing recovery time. With cryotherapy, you can release a, uh, a chemical in the brain uh, called norepinephrine from our neurotransmitters. And you know, essentially, uh, this leads to increasing positive mood, focus, concentration, etc. So it's great for brain benefits and, and boosting our serotonin levels. So you'll notice after a cryo session, you'll, you'll get out and immediately you'll feel better. Like you'll just, you'll feel happy and, and, and it does work on that level of then treating some forms of um, depression and, and, you know, reducing stress and anxieties. So um, back to your tip now with trainers. My tip? Okay, so wait two hours to do cryotherapy after you've done um, any kind of muscle building or strength training because it can, I guess, blunt muscular adaptations or it can it can halt that progress. So would that be the and same for like an ice bath cold exposure or is this specific yeah, for cryotherapy? No, that's the same for ice baths as well. I mean, you, you'll see like your athletes after an endurance event or after a, let's say, a, a footy game or a soccer game or whatever and and usually ice baths are, are a way of, of recovery and that's fine. You know, it, it is increasing the recovery time on that level of, of fast recovery. It's just that when you're, you're talking about building muscle, it can have a, a kind of different effect. Tip number two is to uh, definitely come in and if you're a sauna fan, if you've, you know, if you've definitely, um, yeah. I'm a sauna <laughs> if fan. You okay. And... Uh, let me ask you the question. Are you an infrared sauna girl or are you a traditional sauna girl? I like both, but I've preferred yep. my experience in infrared sauna. Yes. So essentially there are a lot of questions based around what is better and the differences. So one's light therapy and obviously one's generating heat or steam. So with the infrared sauna, you're actually detoxing the, the body or penetrating the skin around five to six times deeper than what you are in a traditional sauna. So if you've ever gone into an infrared, it takes you a lot longer to, to sweat, but it's, yeah. it is definitely a deeper sweat. So you are clearing out more toxins in the body, more, more heavy metals, you know, where, you know, by generating three types of infrared light, mid, far, and near infrared, not only is the detoxification process much greater, but it's also healing you on a cellular level as well. So if you haven't tried an infrared sauna, get down to the cure and... Yes, um, go check it out. <laughs> so just quickly, between cryotherapy and like an infrared sauna, would you say it's good to utilize both methods to, you know, on an alternating basis? Or do you think some people are better suited for one or the other? And it's just about preference. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, you're getting with one, you're getting cold therapy and the other one, you're getting light therapy, which also generates heat. So in, a, in essence, it can be considered contrast therapy. So you're essentially shocking the body 
from going cold to hot. So you're increasing even you know faster times of recovery, but strengthening up the immune system, um, reducing more inflammation in the body. So there, no, there are a lot of benefits from doing contrast therapy in that way. So tip number three, if you haven't tried a float, I recommend you, you go and try because it is something that in my experience, you know, having 500 kilos of magnesium salt in the pool is not only generating uh, muscle recovery and, you know, also boosting that level of vitamin D and, you know, on many levels, um, replicating sleep. So an hour in this tank uh, can be equivalent to about a four hour sleep. So if you're sleep deprived or, um, you know, if you want to go into a, a mindful space and disconnect from technology, it's an hour in that tank. It's taking the phone away, you know, it's, it's, it's allowing you space on your own. The magnesium, that's what's the, the application. Magnesium is there to relax the muscles and for you to allow yourself to really switch off and, and to turn off. So, yeah, that, they're my three tips, you know, like get into the cryotherapy machine, get into the infrared sauna and the, and the flotation. They're the, they're the three services that we do based around sports recovery at the QR that I recommend you guys come and check it out. For sure. And there's so much research and, and science-based evidence, um, you know, around these therapies that are awesome. So I love learning about them. I have not tried the float. So that's something I'm going to have to come and check in, check out, sorry, at, at the space. So looking forward to that. Mm. It sounds good. Like it sounds like a highly efficient nap as well. You know, four hours in one. That's the kind of ratio I could get used to. <laughs> <laughs> but i love Definitely. it i love it um if people want to connect with you a bit more or i guess ask you a bit more about your studios and all the work you're doing where's the best place they can connect yeah so um my ig is tommy kerr t-o-m-m-y-k-e-r-r-17 hit me up on instagram Perfect. And I'll definitely pop links to that below, but I just want to thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing not only your personal, but professional journey. And I'm really excited to see, I guess, what direction LaCure goes in and all the other little projects you're working on too. So thank you for the work you're doing and definitely keep going. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. And um, yeah, I look forward to maybe jumping on again in six to maybe nine months time. When we've got other things up and running. Why not? For sure. Awesome. Definitely. <laughs> All right, <legend>. <laughs> <laughs> And that's a wrap for this week, Balancers. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found this episode useful to some degree in either steering or determining your definition of balance today. As always, the biggest compliment for us is if you share this episode with someone who you feel might need it, or if you're on Spotify, you can click follow or on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating or review. If you have any suggestions for up and coming podcasts, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email. Our Instagram is at the balance theory and our email is the balance theory podcast at gmail.com. Otherwise you've always got the option of subscribing to our mailing list. We only send you email reminders when the episodes drop. So you get them fresh out of the oven. No annoying spam. We promise. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and until next time, stay balanced. Stop, stop, stop.